After all, there is nothing real outside our perception of reality, is there? Je peux pas te dire ce que tu peux faire pour moi. Tu vas voir, c'est pas compliqué. Tu me parles pas. Tu me poses pas de questions. If you wish to avoid prosecution, I would advise that you comply with our language laws. This is the Royal Canadian Movie Podcast. Hey there, and welcome to the RCMP. That's the Royal Canadian Movie Podcast. I'm your host today, Becky Shrimpton, and my guest this week is author... Guinness World Record holder and legendary marathon trainer and runner Martin Parnell. We're going to be talking about a documentary of which he is both one of the executive producers and one of the subjects of the film, The Secret Marathon. The film is lovely. It's a workout for your heart. It's simultaneously going to be warmed and then broken and then warmed and then broken. But spoiler alert, it's going to end up warmed again. And especially after this interview, it's going to be nice and toasty. The movie follows Martin, as well as co-director Kate McKenzie, as they travel in secret to support and join some brave Afghani women and girls who are running the marathon of Afghanistan, despite facing violent opposition to their very presence within it. The Secret Marathon will be screening near you very soon, and you can find out where and when at thesecretmarathon.com. But there's also a lot of fantastic opportunities for you to get involved with an event that was spawned from this experience and this film called The Secret Marathon 3K, and you'll find out more about that both at the website and at the end of this interview. That having been said, here's my interview with Martin Parnell. This is actually an interesting interview for me because usually I don't get to talk to the film subject, although you're also a, uh, an executive producer on this, and I'd just like to ask you a little bit about how you started this production, how you got involved with Kate and Scott and how everything happened. Back in uh, February of 2015, sorry, 2016, I was at a, a, um, an event or a meeting and I was approached by Kate who I didn't know. And she says, oh, Martin, um, I've read your book, a Marathon Quest. And, you know, she said, you know, what are you, are you up to anything at the moment? And I said, well, actually, Kate, I'm planning to go to Afghanistan to run to support the women and girls over there who are verbally and physically abused. And then she told me she was a, a filmmaker. So I said, Kate, if I make some film on my phone or on my little camera, you know, would you would you make a little video? And almost right off the bat, Kate said, oh, hang on now. Maybe we should t we we should do more. We should take a, a film crew with us. Becky, it all started from there, just a dance meeting. And then you you go away, you uh, shoot this film, you have this incredible, it appears to be transformative experience running with these young women. The road to actually, pardon the pun, the road to actually getting this film made seemed to be, or get it uh, edited and then out to the public, seemed to be incredibly complicated. You wrote a book and had it published before the movie even came out. Uh, what was your experience having the film actually actually made and kind of watching how many trials and tribulations there were to get it out there. I've run a lot of marathons and and I'll be honest, doing this film, it's been, well, it's been one of the longest marathons I've ever done. I mean, it's an ultra for sure. You know, the fundraising, uh, we got a grant, uh, we got a company to support, you know, to back us. Just raising the money is crazy just to get people interested. And then the, the challenges specifically in this film and specifically with what with one of the lead uh, participants, uh, she was part of the film all the way up to a year and a half ago when we were ready to release it for the festivals. And we had you know, we were looking for a final OK from the women you know, runners. And this one particular woman said, no, I have to be pulled out of every scene. Uh, I cannot be in this film. And suddenly from an edited film, you know, ready to go, we literally had to start again. And Kate and Scott, especially Scott in the editing, we had to change things. And that's when we introduced the animation piece 
for the unnamed woman. And the animations, I think, also really add such a beautiful extra depth and extra layer because you're presenting this sort of every woman point of view, but you're also hearing the individual stories of each of these women that you do get to meet in the film. One of the things that I that really struck me was when you're talking to Kubra and she's talking about how one of the things she brings along with her when she runs is knuckle dusters. How much were you aware of what these women went through when you agreed to go? Absolutely. Uh, so the first woman, obviously, I read about was Zanab. And when she was threatened verbally and physically, she went back to her walled garden and she would run time and time around and around the walled garden. But then I met Kubra and I realized uh, some of the other women were taking proactive steps so they could run on the run. What she had was knuckle dusters and a friend had pepper spray. And so, you know, they were not going to back off. They were going to keep running and uh, do what they had to do to, to accomplish their, their dream. One of the things I also really love about this is how you mentor these young women. Did you have a different approach to mentoring them than, say, you would someone who came to you who wanted to train professionally for marathons? It's all situation dictated. So obviously training in Canada, where we can go, what we can do and so on is very different to when I did a running workshop with the women and girls in Kabul, actually in Bamiyan, and my my mentoring to them in terms of running a race. However, it's for a new runner particularly, it's the same kind of advice, um, you know, doing run, walk breaks and nutrition, hydration. So a lot of the similar basics, but just some of the uh, sort of the tactical things are very different over here in Canada versus Afghanistan. What were some of the main points that you were finding you had to adapt to as you as you went along? Yeah, I think the one thing that really kind of sh- shock me a bit. They had no no concept, um, a number of them, of the training regime required for a marathon. It was, they were just hungry to run a marathon. Of course, the reality is they don't have a lot of races over there. They don't have five 5K, 10Ks, half marathons and fulls. So when they have an opportunity, they just jump at it. But boy, going from, you know, two-week training to run a marathon, um, yeah, is not good. <laughs> and and this is, of course, a story literally of endurance and perseverance, both in terms of marathons and in terms of the human spirit. Uh, and I mean, Kate is training for the marathon. She's fighting the voices in her head. I really loved that moment. You're getting past the damage of your clot, which is in your past, but still there. And of course, all the women that are that are training for this and, and actually running the race. Is there anything you learned after watching the film once it was all edited and out that was different from when you were in the moment? Um, I, well, I guess I had a um, huge respect for what Kate did. I mean, that was for her to run a first marathon in Afghanistan uh, was was just incredible. And particularly at the elevation. So the elevation for the start was nine thousand feet and it went up to ten and a half. And also, you know, just again, for the women and girls uh, in Afghanistan. Yeah. So I went back to Afghanistan in October 2018, just last year, and I ran the marathon and I was a pace bunny. So I I helped a group of seven girls and women complete the marathon. This time it was a trail marathon around the lakes, the Bandamir Lakes. And the cutoff time was nine hours. And I crossed the line with two, with a 14-year-old girl and 16-year-old in eight hours and 48 minutes. And it just blew me away again, the resilience and the, the, the strength of mind, the mental strength that these girls and women have. So we saw some of Kate's fears in the film, but what were some of, you, some of yours going to Afghanistan? What were you most worried about? Gosh, there was uh, the whole buildup from when I decided I wanted to go reading the uh, Canadian uh, government warning, do not travel to Afghanistan. You know, my wife, Sue, very supportive, but very concerned. And so a lot of concerns about the preparation, the safety aspect. And a big issue for me was getting the visa. Uh, I didn't get the visa until five hours before the flight left. So that was very stressful. 
many issues, just trying to deal with it uh, as best I could. And then how does the uh, the organization actually work? How did you get involved with them? How can people volunteer with them? And how do they set these things up? Yeah, so it's uh, the the organization that supports Porter Zanab and the other women is free. It's called Free to Run. Yeah, I met a number of the Free to Run representatives when I went over in 2016. Uh, Taylor Smith is one of the uh, overall directors of the organization. And, um, you know, once I got to know them, I decided that I wanted to help further. It's just been an ongoing relationship. And that, how can people outside help? Can they donate? Can they donate their time? Can they donate their, their money? And what's the best way for people to get involved? Absolutely. Well, if they go to um, freetorun.org, they can make a direct donation there. Right now, Kubra is, in fact, just an update. Kubra is coming over to run the New York City Marathon on, I think it's November the 3rd or 4th. And so uh, there is a page to support Cooper in coming over. There's a number of ways, but I think going to the, the main page, uh, freetorun.org and making a donation, this helps girls and women in countries like Afghanistan or Iraq, you know, learn to run, to, to, to start being empowered and to run for freedom and equality. Martin, that just made my heart so happy to hear that Cooper is running the New York City Marathon. It's interesting because there's a number of documentaries, some of them Canadian. There's another one called Gun Runners. I don't know if you're familiar with it, which is about marathon running in Africa and that where they had uh, they had a, a policy within the government where you would train in your or trade in your guns for running shoes. And it's so interesting that running has become such a point of contact for so many of these communities to uh, band together, to make new lives, to focus on something, to be constructive and creative. Absolutely. You know, uh, Becky, for me, I came to running late. I was 47. I, I didn't run before then. I only started because my brother challenged me to a marathon. And it's really been a life-changing um, activity for me, uh, both physically and mentally. It's really helped me through some difficult times. And running is such a universal um, activity that we can all do. And to hear that people are persecuted for running, well, that, you know, I was pretty darn unhappy hearing about that. And that's why I wanted to support um, the women and girls of Afghanistan. And I mean, you do so many things where you do give back. You work with a number of organizations. What do you think the nature of change actually is? And how, how what kind of change have you seen actually happen because of the work you've done or because of the work of these organizations? You know, I think it's it's a couple of things. One is the, the change is actually in the activity as well. Um, I ended up running just when I did my 250 marathons in one year, I ended up running at uh, 60 schools and the children would join me running. And I think I think this inclusion of doing something together, uh, you know, running or some activity is a big part of it. It actually changes the way you think. And I think it's a lesson that sticks with you rather than watching TV and seeing it or, you know, donating money. That's all great. When you do an activity, it's it's embedded in you. And I think that's the big thing I've seen is people take action do things and make a difference. How do you hope the, the film will affect people? It's interesting. You mentioned the book. And so that you, that did come out, The Secret Marathon, good reactions to that. The film, actually, we're looking at it to work in conjunction with an event that we've had for two years now called The Secret 3K. And this is an event that uh, we has been held in Canada in conjunction with the running rooms across Canada. But also we've set it up so that people can register, but then download the bib and the finisher certificate, uh, wristbands, and a 3K training program. And so what we want to encourage people to do, the action step from the movie, is to join us on March 2020, either in locations in Canada or around the world, and run and walk for safe places, safe races. 
And so there is a call to action, Becky, with this film. And that's what we'd love people to do. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time, Martin. I really appreciate it. I'm really excited for people to get out there, see this film when it's available in their neighborhood around the world, and uh, really understand more about what you guys are doing and what it looks like just to do something as simple as running across the world. Great, Becky. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Royal Canadian Movie Podcast. If you like what we're doing, please remember to rate us and subscribe on iTunes or on your favorite podcatcher. It helps people find our podcast and Canadian media they love. Come chat with us at RCM Pod on Facebook or on Twitter at RCM Pod. Our theme song is by Craig Stewart and our show art is by Paul Stachniak. Join us next week for another great film from the wilds of Canadian cinema.